friends, it's your pal Jordan. Uh, as you can tell, it's just me today. Uh, it's because uh, Jack is at work, he's been a busy boy, and Ian is sick. So I could just have a guest come on and we can talk with them, just, just me and them. And have the regular old goof offs, uh, but but instead, uh, I figure it, it it might as well be a pilot presentation for something I've talked about for a while. Uh, as you know, there's Smooch Squad over on Patreon. The complex Jordan Haas, uh, donate today, and there's podcast episodes. Hooray! Um. Normally on on the show we do bits and skits and and yell at each other, but but it's just me today and I'm not going to yell at myself. Um, so so it's just really just going to be I guess just the most boring uh, podcast I could think of, uh, which is going to be that of Titans. Uh, this is the Titans podcast episode. We joked about it last week. And this is the this is the real deal. No no bits, no no jokes, no any of that. You're just gonna be me and the Titans. Um, just just a quick forward of everything that has to do with the Titans and and why this is a Titans podcast. Suddenly today, uh, it it's because uh, a lot of people know I'm a big big fan of Dick Grayson Nightwing. Uh. Uh, one of the reasons is because uh, a lot of uh, stuff when I was really young occurred, and when I needed to escape, I just had a television. I was one of those latchkey kids because, you know, the mom works, the dad wasn't around. Uh, so so I, I watched uh, Robin's Reckoning at a very young age. Uh at a time when I had to grieve over the loss of my grandma because um, she was the only one around the house to take care of me back then. Um, the Robin's Reckoning Part 1 went on to win an Emmy in 1993. Um, since then, Robin has always been my favorite character. You know, the Batman 66... Holy guacamole, Batman! It's the Avocado Gang or something like that. Batman and Batman Forever came out when I was seven. It was the the first Batman movie I saw in theaters. Um, and then uh, Old Wounds came out at a time when there was a very uh, violent incident involving there was domestic abuse in this house um i i i there's no joke there's no bit there was domestic violence and in old wounds there was batman beating the shit out of a guy and robin was there saying no it's not allowed and he had to pass and I guess in so many ways, that's kind of why I've always gravitated towards Robin slash Nightwing, one way or another. 
growing up, I, I, I didn't like Batman, but then again, he was the big popular superhero. Um, and then Robin ended up in Teen Titans. Um, I never had a comic book. Sh- I mean, there were comic book shops in my area, but I've never read the comics. The only time I've read a comic was when I went to Newport Beach over a vacation. Uh, because at the time it was a getaway point and I believe there was a mall. I think it was the South coast Plaza mall or something where there was just the comic book store. And I picked up a Futurama comic. I wanted Simpsons comic. Cause I was always big on the Simpsons and the only real comic I grabbed was a Nightwing. That was, and it was, I think like an, a part two of an arc. And it was, uh, it was one of those ones where it's like, yep, this is the guy. But I, I never had a comic book shop. I didn't really get the trades. And all there was was the cartoon. Titan, Teen Titans came out eventually. But at the time, I was in high school, middle school. And it wasn't so much, ooh, I don't like stuff, it sucks. But it's... I didn't really like anime style. And at the time, a lot of stuff wanted to be anime. Big eyes, big expressions, over the top. And I didn't want that in my Teen Titans. So I never really got interested in that. Uh, In many ways, that's kind of why I never really got big into it. Learned about Red X or Starfire or any of these characters. It was only until later um, I would... Uh, but then there was Young Justice that came out, and I thought the first season was pretty good because here's a story about sidekicks being the kids. They don't want to be the kids and the sidekicks anymore. They want to be actual heroes, and I thought first season took it ser- was serious but also comedic. It had the perfect tone. It was amazing. Season two has Nightwing in it, and it, I didn't care for it. I thought season two uh, is bad because of the time skip their inability to really explain the time skip what happened and it seemed like everyone was a one-dimensional character i don't like ensembles for this very reason uh in storytelling i don't want the character to be always angry always sad uh, unless it's a comedy and that's like things like teen titans go those characters are usually one-dimensional and uh that's that's sort of the the issue when it comes to writing superhero stuff. Uh, so, really, all I had was cartoons, and I fizzled out. And so, so I really did not have comic books. Uh, it wasn't until I was in college, uh, my friend Tom, Tom Dreyfus. Uh, who is one of the nicest people out there, one of the biggest DC fans out there. I He really should get into adaptations. He should really be working at Marvel or DC or one of these superhero shows because he has an eye for these comic books. He basically explained to me comic books. He explained how it's a great gateway into storytelling at a time when I was studying television and film. Uh, dialogue, arcs, cliffhangers, and he was right. Uh, at the time, though, 
This was when DC did New 52. And when it was the New 52, you know, there was already that, that hate relationship because, you know, Bruce Wayne's no longer Batman's Dick Grayson. I get it. But I did not really know any of this. So I picked up the volume one of Nightwing by Kyle Higgins. The first issue, his fear was my fear. His room was my room. His perspective on things was my perspective on things. And it was kind of like, okay, not only is it the hair, it's the snarky, it's the behavior. He's he's sort of like a comic book version of myself. I can see myself as his character. And when everything is, you know, a Superman or a Batman or, or just some over-the-top dude, like a Punisher or a Wolverine, you know, gritty place, oh, blah, blah. None of those ever spoke out to me, but Nightwing did. It's sort of weird. It was kind of like a good facsimile of myself. I see myself as that guy. The way he behaves is like me, is his mannerisms I have done. Even to this day, a lot of the ones in the modern comics I have done. I'm not an acrobat by any means, but I mean... If I were to pick a athletic ability, I would have picked acrobatics. I've always wanted to be an acrobat, but I was a tall, like stocky kid. They kind of wanted me to do volleyball or basketball, and I don't care for either of those. And no way am I going into high school in weight training. So I just did PE, just laid back, been chill. Um, college, I just laid back rain around i was trying to get the class to class because you only get like like 10 minutes and one class is on the whole other side and i don't have a bike or skateboard so i'm gonna try and sprint and yes i failed because this is like a quarter mile and i have to go up like five flights of stairs um but yes i i like nightwing he is my favorite character a lot of this stuff he does, I enjoy. It just comes naturally to me. It's a natural person, at least in my mind. So, yeah, I own a lot of Nightwing shit, by the way. There's a lot of Nightwing shirts, Nightwing figures, Nightwing statues, Nightwing Funko Pops. And if it's not Nightwing, it's Robin. And if it's Robin, it's either Dick Grayson Robin, Tim Drake, or Jason Todd. It, it's it, I'm not picky, but it's mostly Nightwing. Um, that he's been my, like, go-to for about a decade now, which is so f- weird, but I find it fascinating. Um, I mean, modern day, there's a rebirth now, there's a new Bloodhaven, uh, currently in new- Nightwing 50, as of the events of Nightwing 55, uh, KGB, sh- got a guy to shoot him in the head and kill him but he's not dead he just lost his memory so he's no longer nightwing he's just he just says call me whoever rick dick whatever you can't set his story straight and a lot of people are upset because he has a buzz cut that's comic books what have you uh i i think that story might get better might not don't know we'll find out i'll let you know uh listener of this the one because you probably were here for ian and jack and it's just me today um 
but it, it it's 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 Nightwing. And while this is going on, Arrow showed up. It was like six years ago, and I was thinking this is an all right show. Didn't know it was gonna be the big CW hit. Then Flash showed up, and I'm like, whoa, this is good. Then came Legends of Tomorrow, Supergirl, Black Lightning, you name it. Riverdale. Uh, Even though that's not a DC property, that's an Archie comic, but I'm putting it in the list. Time after time, people were requesting something with Nightwing, something with Robin. Let's get Dick Grayson thing. And it got passed over time and time again, probably because it's a Batman thing. So... If you're going to do a Dick Grayson thing, who's the villain? Who's the enemy? What's it about? Is he going to Bloodhaven? And then there was rumors for a few years. Titans was going to be a show. It was going to be on TNT. It's going to be gritty. And then it picked up. Uh, Then it came the announcement, nope, it's now an existing thing. And I mean... I was kind of going, I could do that. I could be Nightwing. I can act. I've been an actor. I know how Nightwing acts. I know how he behaves. This is a character that I could do. What agent? I, what manager? I don't have one. So never mind that shit. Um, so of course it never happened. Um, there is an open casting I've heard for the Nightwing movie by Chris McKay. Um, but that's on the back burner now because of Warner Brothers disputes over the DCEU. And rather not, Nightwing should be along in that? Maybe not. Maybe Batgirl should. Maybe not. We don't know. Seems they want to do more Joker movies than Nightwing. Which, you know, biased as I am, think that's pretty uh, a lame. I, I think that, well, there should be a Joker movie, sure. Uh just expand on the batman universe i think that's where it should go if your whole cashing in point is the batman universe and no other property expand on the characters in there go with a riddler go with a bane go with go with a go with damian wayne let's get a battle for the cow live action something but uh that's that's them so uh, We'll see how that goes with the movie. But Titans did come out. Um, it was kind of weird because at one point it's like, oh boy, it's finally happening. It's the time. Oh, well, here comes a new fan of people who love Dick Grayson and will care for the character. And it's Brenton Thwaites. Uh, he was last in the Pirates of the Caribbean movies. Uh I think he was also a, probably a soap star in Australia because a lot of uh, David Rappaport people are good-looking models from Australia, as it turns out. Uh, because it's the best way, the fastest way to expand your career is to be on a TV show in America. And then not be Australian, but have an American accent. Um, so he, he, he's Robin. Then the Robin costume showed up, and... I didn't care for it that much. I thought this was very cheapy plastic. I've seen so many Nightwing fan films. I I can't say I'm the number one Nightwing fan because I know there are people out there more committed to the character than I am so much so that they have made fan films about it. 
they have Isma Hawk has done a lot of Nightwing fan movies. Uh, he has done one enough that Screw Attack hired him for a death battle between Daredevil. Uh, thank you to all of the people out there on Twitter and Facebook who have sent me that video. Uh, I think that that's very f- friendly of you, and I think you know how much that character means to me, and I appreciate it. Um, thank you. Uh, but there's so many of these people that have made a costume, have made a storyline, and the the Robin suit that they've had looked very cheap and hokey compared to the fan film that I have seen. And I'm thinking, if this fan film has a budget maybe like $8,000, because that's just a guess, what's the budget on this show? And then you see the costumes for Corey, and you see the costumes for Beast Boy, and you see the costumes for Raven, and you're thinking, oh, oh dear. It's like uh, Starfire has like silly string purple hair. Beast Boy just has like green hair chalk, and Raven is sort of blue, sort of purple lavender, very hot topic off. and it was nothing but hype 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 san diego comic-con look at the trailer look 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 at the trailer titans is out look we're gonna get first peek at starfire first peek at beast boy first peek at raven and i'm sitting there going this looks bad this looks really bad then the trailer showed up and that infamous clip showed up you know there's everyone points out the fuck batman the fuck batman and yeah it's hokey it's edgy for the sake of edge and no one wants that shit i think it's one of those things where if only you realize that's what a lot of people say when they mean they're sick of the edgelord bullshit is fuck batman kind of bullshit that i hear on twitter it's that kind of thing and that being said the fuck batman line in the actual pilot was actually pretty good but more on that later the one line that was really bad in that was when Raven says, I have felt the darkness and it feels good. That is so hokey. That is so hammy. That's the kind of shit that you would laugh and cringe about. That's the cringe line. I feel the darkness and it feels good. Followed by madness, 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 madness. And it's just, it's just ridiculous. When I saw that, I'm going... Oh no, this is gonna, this is gonna, this is gonna be like one of those shows like Riverdale where I'm gonna watch like the first season and I'm just gonna be like, this isn't the characters I know, it's gonna be some different interpretation, I'm gonna hate it, but like 15, 16, 17 year old girls are gonna love it because there's gonna be a lot of shirtless scenes of Dick Grayson and a romance flirt, maybe love triangle thing. Ugh. And I was thinking, why would I even get DC Universe? So I bought DC Universe. Uh, I got the yearly thing because it was cheaper. Uh, also because it came with comic books. And Batman the Animated Series in HD. If those two were not part of it, I would not have ordered DC Universe. Just to take a break from the Titans talk. DC Universe is a broken website. It is a garbage website. Half the shit doesn't work. Flipping the pages on the comic books doesn't work, but you get so many comics. 
and I like that. And I wish they added more free comics to that. Not pay. No pay for the comics. I mean free comics. I want this to be equal to and superior than Marvel Unlimited. This should be the Marvel Unlimited and then some. Oh, you want the comics? We'll give you the comics and our cartoons. And then I saw the the animated series, and I did rewatch, of course, uh, old, uh, Robin's Reckoning, part one and two, and in HD. And, and yes, it took me back to that time, but it still holds up, at least in my mind. It does not have old wounds yet. Old wounds has yet to appear in DC Universe, and I'm still annoyed by that, because I think that had equal amount of, of uh, connection to myself than then robin's reckoning they should have both but no we can't have tim drake in yet or batman beyond maybe for a rainy day but there's titans titans is now out but it's one episode every friday and this is the pilot episode um so let's move on to the recap of titans so uh i have to know i had notes and it didn't work so we are introduced in the beginning to rachel roth uh she wait she's in a bad nightmare where there's like a fake circus tent it's a really like three umbrellas size circus not even like a big old circus we're led to assume this is uh Haley's circus now quickly let's explain the origin story of dick grayson so dick grayson is an acrobat he is with Haley's circus his family is a bunch of acrobats they call themselves the flying graysons it's john grayson and mary grayson they named their son dick grayson because that's john's father uh but his full name is richard john grayson john being the dad's name so you see, that's the intuitive connection of all this in the comic book origin story, Tony Zuko uh, basically harasses uh, Haley, who runs the circus, for insurance money. Haley refuses, so to basically set him straight, he tampers with the acrobat's wires. Uh, John and Mary have been practicing the wires. They go, it's great. Dick Grayson sees the tampering. He tries to talk to John and Mary, like, hey, don't do this, don't do this something's not right here oh what are you talking about we tested it it's fine so they go through the the scene it is the haley circus crowds cheering mr haley's is in the center ring ladies and gentlemen it's the flying graysons they start their act they're on the trapeze they're flying back and forth they're flipping they're doing tricks when suddenly snap the rope breaks dick grayson's on the high top along with John and Mary Grayson. And sure enough, John and Mary snap and they start falling and plap, crash into the ground. John, dead. Mary, dead. And up on the rafters is Dick Grayson, upset, knowing he just lost his family. That day, Bruce Wayne noticed the incident. Or, in alternate storylines, Dick goes to the orphanage, and then Bruce Wayne adopts him. But let's go with the one where Bruce was there that day, and it makes him the ward then and there. And it becomes the origin story of Dick Grayson wanting revenge because he knows who did it. 
but he didn't talk to anybody about it. And Batman being the mentor to help him find the perpetrator and bring him to justice. So in this story, uh, Raven just sees the kid at the circus. The rope snaps. There's a kid going, no. Raven looks up and goes, ah, but you don't hear that. And there's a big CGI flying Grayson sign with flying uh, fizzling out right at the point of death. She then wakes up from a horrific nightmare and then uh, the mom, I assume, because she's in a nurse's outfit, says, it's okay, it's okay. She did tries to go back to sleep. We are then introduced to the theme song to Titans. Uh, now, on other DC television series, you're treated to, you know, some sort of great cinematic kind of some, some, something that's like a little stringy. No, this time around, because remember, we have to be edgy for this. It's some sort of Devil May Cry rave music. Like it's... It's, it's so bad. It's a bad theme song. It is the kind of shit that you, you kind of feel like you're watching Woodstock 99. It's just... Blah. Then we are reintroduced. She's eating breakfast at the table. The mom's like, oh, there's no milk. Yeah, there's no cream. You should have went to the store, you stupid mom. Blah, blah. So then she's like, oh, I have to go to work. Can you use the bus? And then she's like, okay, sure. So then she's on the bus. And boys pick on her. And then some guy's like, knock it off. And then uh, spooky shit happens. They're terrified of her. Well, well, that's that's sums that part up. She she does the horrifying, spooky scream monster, the spooky monster, and the reflections going because you know it's Raven. We then cut to uh, a police car and a man sitting in the police car. We are in the greatest DC city out there, Detroit, Michigan. You know, famous cities, Bloodhaven, Gotham City, Central City, Keystone City, Coast City, Metropolis, Detroit, Michigan. We're keeping it real here. Now, before we get into the reveal here, I'm okay with them using real cities. Don't get me wrong. I'm okay with real cities. Marvel does it all the time. I just find it a little odd, though. Because when you get things on the news like Mayor of Detroit says no more Robin, it's it, it there's a real mayor of Detroit, <laughs> so it's kind of weird how you're gonna have a real mayor go after this. So does that mean our current mayor doesn't like Robin or what? What we need more elaboration on this. At least in like Spider Man, it's like uh, I don't know. Uh, uh, the J. Jonah Jameson or uh, 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 probably one of the billionaire Doc Ock, someone. Um, so it, we're in Detroit. There's a cop car. We, we start chasing down a lady who has to walk to school now because spooky shit happened and 
she throws a brick at a police car and dick grayson's like don't throw a brick at a police car you're going downtown not really him it's just it's it's side story basically she throws a brick goes to the precinct dick grayson is in the police car looking at shit he then inval- he then looks towards a drug dealership so then we see the alleyway there's an alleyway and a drug ring going on he robin looks through the glasses there's some like laser beam thing and a thumbprint scanner and he dresses up like robin it's nighttime there's spooky shit going on and then robin uh basically goes wait 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 no i think i'm misrepresenting so raven goes back home there's some spooky bald dude she shoots the mom and then she runs away that that's what happens okay yeah she runs back home she doesn't even go to school what's what's school what even is school these days is she homeschooled i don't know but yeah the mom dies in front of raven and the guy's like that's not even your mom that's not even real come with me blah blah now runs away um so yeah robin then goes through the drug bust uh, first of all robin runs across the rooftop because it's robin of course they gotta do something with the height and then everyone and then robin drops down on the car says leave your guns leave your drugs and go away all the drug people with their guns and their henchmen just look at him then they look up and they're just staring up for a good three seconds awkward pause where's batman the kids here where's where's batman and then smoke bomb happens and then the fight sequence happens no no none of that happens yet so then he of course he you know smashes a dude upside the wall breaks a jaw curb stomps a guy some guy's in the car and then he just starts grating his face on broken glass and and just like people are running away scared and right when it's all over he dusts himself off and he just says to himself fuck batman and i thought that was a funny line it was a funny delivery it wasn't even in a gritty fuck batman it was in a fuck batman like like as you know you you get that part when you say you know fuck you, you don't mean actually fuck you dude it's why do people always want batman why not robin fuck batman it's about me something like that and i thought that was kind of a great delivery of the line um so raven hits a police car goes to the precinct dick grayson's day the people at the cops are like oh he doesn't like partners he wants to work by himself blah 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 so they're in a like a little in like interrogation room raven's like you're the boy from the dream you're the boy from the circus and dick grayson's like how you know how you know because because i hate to say this folks i hate to say this raven has a great american accent 
She is a the girl who plays Raven. Let me, what's her name again? Let me check. I'm sorry. The girl's her name is uh, is Rachel Roth right now, not Raven. Rachel Roth. It's Tegan Croft. She has a dead on great American accent. I think she's British. A dead on great American accent. In the trailer, she has this British accent where she goes, "She's an absolute badass," and I know that's coming up. And I just want to say it's my biggest pet peeve in all of these DC TV shows when they get a foreign actor. They have inconsistent acting, and it comes through their accent breaking. The guy who plays Lance on Arrow has like five different accents, and it's so weird. The lady who plays um, a Black uh, Black Canary also has this weird accent, and I don't get it because some of the others do it perfectly. And I know Tegan's is coming up. So there has to be some ADR work coming up. Otherwise, I don't know. But Brenton Thwaites as Dick Grayson has like six different accents in the pilot episode. He goes from fuck Batman to fuck Batman to I'm Detective Dick Grayson. What do you... It is inconsistent. I don't know if he's from New Jersey, if he's from New York, if he's from Chicago. He goes all across the table. And I'm not saying he's a bad actor because he can deliver these lines brilliantly. But the, the way he does the accent is, is not, not, no. <laughs> it, it's a little rough. Uh, so he goes, who's, who's putting you up to this? How do you know of circus in... Rachel's going, I've seen you in the dreams, this happened. And he's, you know, it's basically like the Batman, where is he? Where, where is he? Please don't let me go. I don't want the darkness. I don't want the evil. And Dick Grayson goes, nothing I could do. So as you can figure out, uh, bad shenanigans happen in the second half. But we're not going to deal with that yet. We have to deal with Starfire. So now we're going into Starfire. We're in Austria now. Uh, and Starfire was just in a car accident. She picks up purses and there's gunshots. And all she knows is what the fuck's going on. She walks to a, a hotel. She speaks fluent German. And she has her own penthouse. I guess so. She's fluent in German and she has a penthouse. Uh, there's a guy kidnapped and put in his penthouse. And she's like, who the hell are you? And she's like, well, don't kill me. Don't kill me. I don't tell you anything. You're supposed to scare me. Because she doesn't have any memory anymore of what happened. As it turns out, there's a big bad guy that she wants to get. And she forgot she had to go after the big bad guy. So it's let's go to the nightclub. You go to the nightclub and I guess... The theme song in there is, once again, that shitty rave <laughs> music. Uh, Raven goes into the dance club. There is uh, the, the businessman there. He's the bald guy. He looked a lot similar to the other bald guy. I don't fucking know. So all you know is that Starfire speaks a lot of languages. She apparently speaks English now, too. So at one point she must have smooched uh, an English person. Uh, the the there's a few henchmen and the CEO business guy. One of them fires a gun at Starfire to kill her. 
Uh, she absorbs the gun, turns into a hot ball of fire, incinerates the entire room. They all turn to dust, and she starts laughing. So she just killed three people because she set them on fire. Law, they're dead. Um, so we've already had Dick Grayson basically incapacitating somebody to the point of death, and we now have Starfire burning three people alive. We now see her walk away. She is now wanting to go back to Detroit because she wants to be far away from this incident as possible. So I guess we know where this is going, right, for the next episode. We get back to Raven running away. She gets kidnapped, put in a, a chair in a warehouse somewhere. <sighs> the bald guy who once again killed her is is now like oh blah blah evil plan you're not you we gotta take you to the mortuary with the bah and um dick grayson finds out and she's telling the truth so she he gets his gun he's gonna shoot his gun you know the guy who was taught by batman who got his parents shot by guns is gonna use his gun to shoot a guy We'll forget about that, I guess. His Batman's a killer. Anyway, there was some dialogue uh, beforehand with Bat with a lady going, "Why happened to your partner in in Gotham?" And he's like, "Cause this is just an alluding to Batman and, and and Robin." Robin goes, "Um, he became more violent, and I was becoming more like him." We'll just ignore the fact that he just ripped the guy's jaw off like five minutes ago. Seems cool with me. So he gets his gun. He's about to shoot the guy. He sees problems. There's a scream for help. Your usual kinky shit with the let's put the cloth over the mouth. She spits it out. Then the evil becomes so bad that the demon shows up. She gets ripped out from the chair. Puts the guy through the wall. And then... Uh, her evil soul goes into his mouth where I guess through the power of Vor he vomits up the evil spirit as well as his insides and dies Dick Grayson then kicks the door open and sees Raven aka Rachel Roth sitting in the chair in tears of, of, of help and, and then goes Oi crikey are you okay? Not like that. It was more like, are you okay? Some, something like that. But once again, inconsistent accent break. Um, in one scene after the fight, you see a shirtless Dick Grayson uh, clean the bloodied up Robin Ninja Star. Then, in the, as he's shirtless, when you clean, then he throws it into the punching bag next to a Flying Grayson sign. And some vinyl records. That scene exists to let us know how he stands. He doesn't like Batman. That's it. He doesn't like Batman. So, Raven is saved by killing somebody through Vor. Robin picks her up and puts him into a Porsche. He had, and he's going to take her away with him to a safe spot. Starfire is going to Detroit as well. 
we then go to the final part of the show where we're at a bootleg Fry's Electronics store. I wouldn't say Best Buy or Circuit City. I would say Fry's Electronics. And there's a security guard guy. And he has a PS4 controller. And he's playing some sort of bootleg arcade game that has like three colors. So it looks like an Atari game. But it's clearly meant to be a modern day video game. Yet it has that shitty noise. Then he's like, oh, what's that? Here's something wrong. I'm going to get my flashlight. He goes up. He gets his flashlight. Kind of like the Animaniac security guard. He shines the light everywhere. Then he looks in the hallway. And there's a green tiger. And he's just like walking around. And the security guard's like, oh no. Oh Jesus. And runs away. The tiger just looks at him and growls. Arr! He leaves and runs because he's scared. And then he, the, the, the tiger guy just leaves. As he leaves, there's a video game in his mouth. And he transforms from the tiger to Ryan Potter with green skin color and really bad CGI. So basically, Gar, Gar just is a shoplifter of video games. I mean, if you wanted to pirate games, just use BitTorrent like anyone else. But sure, he uh, uh, just—that's it. He's—you just see, Roar! and then he runs out to a forest, gra- and run, grabs his video game and leaves. No, no dialogue. No works every time. Just a big smirk and a leave. So that's how the end of the pilot episode is. Raven and Robin drive off raven's like i felt the darkness it feels good have you felt this way robin's like yeah blah blah starfire's on her way there and beast boy has a video game to play from xbox because it's green you get it his whole aesthetic is green uh that that and that does it with the pilot and there is no credits to uh Perez, George Perez has no credit. Um, there is no credit to. Uh, let me see what Jer- Gary Conway. Jerry Conway said something great. It was the. Uh, where is the credit? I have. To, I had to do this right now because I feel like I have to like stop and edit this part. But I'm not. Um. Here it is. Oh, who is this George Perez guy? Did he have something to do with the characters in the new DC You Show Titans? Seems like that would be something DC Comics won't acknowledge on the show. If so, it must be a nobody. Yeah, none of that happened. No. No, none of no Perez, no Mar- Marv Wolfman. Either. And I mean, he was also one of the bigger writers. If out his writing, there would have been the new Teen Titans, which is the inspiration behind the Titans television show. So they didn't get any credits towards that. Neither did Bill Finger or Bob Kane for Robin, if you even wanted to go that route. In fact, it was just said, inspired by the characters from DC. Meanwhile, the end credits go, and in state, and then fifteen seconds later, here's a promo art with the Jason Todd character. Um, 
which I guess is cool because Jason Todd's going to be in something finally. Hell yeah. But um, ultimately, I, I just got to say how yuck it, it was. Um, here, here's my... Here's my quick review of Titans. I know I it's going to be a full hour of this, but the live-action DC television shows are okay. I think because it's the CW, it focuses a lot on stuff that's catered towards high school girls. That's why there's a lot of dudes there shirtless, a lot of smooches, and a lot of uh, teen drama. It's supposed to be with dudes in their 30s, which I don't understand. Um, for for Titans, because it's on DC service, they're allowed to do a little bit more things, more risque things, more fucks, panties, whatever. Um, that I think because they know they can be more adult and MA, they're doing it, but it comes at like, oh, you're saying fuck for the sake of fuck. You're just doing this because you could. It doesn't drive the the plot home. It doesn't drive the premises home. You don't feel like this adds to the story. This is just random blood because we could add blood. As far as the live action DC TV shows are concerned, this is the best of all of them. This is better than Arrow, better than The Flash, better than Legends of Tomorrow and Supergirl. This is the best one. Based off this pilot alone, this is the best one. However, this is still, because it's, this is a live-action TV DC TV show, the equivalent of picking your favorite bean-boozled flavor. Do you like toothpaste or vomit? Because it's still not that good of a show. This is not in my fave five TV shows. This is okay. I will probably maybe keep watching this show. But it, to me, it did not live up to the hype. As a fan of Nightwing, it only sort of exceeded my expectations. The character is still flirty. The guy is still charming. The guy is still funny. I don't see myself in that character, though. But I could see where they're going at with it. I think that the show has a lot of work to do. But this is the pilot. And I know the next few episodes are definitely going to be what is the tone of the show and it's going to grow. Because as of yet, the Titans have yet to unite. And I'm sure when they unite is when things start picking up and getting good. So to me, this show is a waste. But I know it'll get better. So I'm going to keep going with it. I'll let you guys know if Jack and Ian don't you know, sabotage this. I'll let you know in later time if the show is still good or not. But uh, as of now, it's just the B minus. It's not worthy of the hype. I mean, it's okay. If you are a big fan of Dick Grayson and Nightwing or the Titans and, and this show exceeded your expectations, good on you. I, I, I could understand possibly where you're coming from with this. To me, it didn't. I was feeling confused. I was feeling cheapened. I felt like there are a lot of fan series that do a better job than this. I think the breakout star of Titans 
is Starfire. I think Corey Andrews is the best character so far in here. I don't ca honestly don't care much about Raven. Don't care much about Dick Grayson in this. Don't even care about Beast Boy. Starfire is the star of this so far. And I kind of want to see where her continuation is as far as this this show is concerned. But we know it's an ensemble piece, so everyone's going to be a star at one point. This show is definitely going to get better. It's getting a season two. The rumor is it's going to be the Judas Contract and there's going to be a Deathstroke, which I'm on, I'm on board with. Because if you do Judas Contract, that's when you get Nightwing. Um... But, as of right now, we're still learning the ropes. We're still on Robin, Raven, Beast Boy, and and Starfire. There is no cyborg in this. And if you're going to do Titans, at least to me, you need cyborg. I don't know why they don't want to do cyborg. Apparently, because he's in the Justice League movie, he's considered bigger. And he's going to be in the Doom Patrol live-action show coming soon to DC's streaming. Um, which, okay. But if it was me, I would just have been doing Cyborg. I want Cyborg. It, it should be a 5. It really should have been a 5, not a 4. But maybe it's just because you want to have moody, somber stuff. The tone of the show did not feel like Arrow. It felt more like Riverdale. If you like Riverdale, you might like Titans because it's only going to be a matter of time before all of them joins whatever's the Titans equivalent of the Southside Serpents and they have their own season three episode where they're all shirtless getting serpent tattoos or something. It It's okay. It's not the characters I recognize, but I think they're trying to go that way because they want to be edgy for the sake of edge so they can reinvent the characters to appeal towards a younger demographic. I think that's what they're going with this. So if you are between the ages of 15 and 18 and you want a goth girl who reminisces something that you see out of a hot topic and a guy with green hair and Starfire who looks like her hair is made out of the coils that used to be on old landline phones, then this is the show for you. I don't know yet if this is going to be better. I'm optimistic it will. It looks like it will. But it's, it's so far, eh. It did not live up to my expectations as a show. It wasn't the end-all beat-all when it comes to a Nightwing adaptation. But is this the way they want to go with it? Sure, fine, go with it. Because it's not my character. It's theirs, and they can interpret how they want. If they want to make him a mass murderer, fine. That's going to be the case. Um, so... It... it it just seems like the only ones really excited for Titans, at least from what I'm seeing on social media, is probably the core audience for the show. It definitely is teenage girls swooning over Dick Grayson. Nothing else. Not a lot of people going, ooh, ah, Starfire girl power. 
Not a lot of, oh, I can identify with Raven. I was the outcast kid in high school. None of that, which I was expecting. But then again, if it's only going to be in DC streaming in America, that means the core of the audience is going to be international because it's going to be on Netflix in Canada and Mexico and France and Italy and Japan. That the show is going to have a bigger international appeal than here in the States. Because if you have Netflix here, you have Netflix. That's good. That's dandy. But everywhere else, they already have Netflix. They all already get Titans. Here, you'll need to have that streaming service to get Titans. Or you'll have to have a friend who has the hookup to get you the bootleg video to watch Titans, which I know is probably existent, probably on a Google Drive somewhere. I I think it's if you're just gonna if you're wondering is Titans worthy of like the monthly fee for DC universe? No. If I were you and you wanted to see all of Titans, wait till Christmas when all twelve episodes are out and just binge it over a weekend. Maybe it'll be better by then. Otherwise, just go on Tumblr and see all of the spoilers. Because if you're there for the sexy shirtless Grayson, you're just gonna see you're gonna see all the gifs of the sexy shirtless Grayson. And you, and let's face it, you don't care for the dialogue. It's kind of like a Playboy magazine. Um, you're reading it for the articles, right? Um, that's that's how I feel about the Titans. I'm very whelmed by it, but I'm still willing to move on to watch the next episode. It's the best show on D- on the DC library right now, currently airing, but it's it's not the best superhero adaptation, and it's, to me, uh, not living up to my hype as a fan. Um, I'm not saying they let me down. I'm not calling it's the end of the world. I'm saying it'll get better, and I think it's just because it's a pilot, it's going to have a few hiccups here and there. I hope that things get better, and there's no accent breaking. I hope that we fix Raven a bit, because this character is way all over the place, and I know it's not the actress. It has to be the writing. And more Starfire blowing up shit, because I thought that was fucking cool. Um, uh, that's, that's all I have to say for, uh, this episode of the Titans cast. Um, I think the new Titans comic book is just okay. Um, if you want a good introduction to the Titans, at least to me, pick up the Judas contract. I think that's a really good, uh, issue. Otherwise just pick up the most recent DC comic as it comes out. Um, I think they're going through another one of those crises where, like, Roy Harper's dead or something. But, hey, it's comics. What are you going to do? They always reinvent themselves every couple of years. So, wh- whatever. Um, maybe try the seven-day trial for DC Universe. See if it's for you. It, it It's a very cheap website, and it breaks a lot and a lot of lag. But other than that, the HD Batman Game Series looks great. And I'm still going to be a fan of Dick Grayson even after Titans. Uh, I hope uh, the show doesn't just make me despise him, though. But even if it does, maybe the comics will do that. Maybe a movie will do that. Maybe another cartoon will do that. We don't know. 
But uh, my love of the character still stands. And uh, I, I hope that the show gets better and improves. And I think it will. Uh, it's Fridays at some time. So uh, thank you for listening to this episode. Uh, join us next week for a brand new episode of, of the podcast. Uh, where hopefully there'll be funny goofs and I don't have to spend the whole hour talking about Teen Titans and Nightwing. Um, other than that, um, probably get a bowl of cereal, get some chips, pick up some comic books, support your local comic book store. Uh, that, that's about it. Or, or just read Marvel. I don't give a shit. Support your indie comics, too. Indie comics are pretty well... And uh, throw Comic Gators under the bus. I think Comic Gate is just reactionary conservatives, and they are uh, fragile man children. Um, and, and now, if you excuse me, I just gotta just hit stop, add a song, upload it to Anchor FM, and probably listen to Kevin Smith talk about Batman or something, because he probably knows more about this shit than I do. Um. And it's going to do it. See you in Bloodhaven, folks. Choo-choo!